Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio. Well, last week, Steve Chen from NASA spoke at the National Analytics Summit in Dublin, and Steve, who is now back at base, joins me to discuss NASA's use of artificial intelligence. Steve, I would like to discuss your role with NASA, but first, talk to me about how the opportunity arose for you to work with this globally renowned organization. Well, that's kind of a long story. I started out as an undergraduate and a graduate student uh, getting a PhD in computer science, and I've always been fascinated by uh, trying to make machines and software more intelligent. And so when I had the chance to go to NASA, specifically to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which is part of the California Institute of Technology, uh, it was an opportunity that I really couldn't pass up. So what is your current role with NASA? So I head the Artificial Intelligence Group at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And there we focus on planning and scheduling of different space assets. Uh, For example, uh, we worked on helping out the European Space Agency with science planning for the Rosetta Orbiter, uh, which means figuring out when to take which observations, uh, when the particular spacecraft is in the correct uh, geometric configuration with the sun and the target to take the best science operations and also to figure out when to downlink the tremendous amounts of data being collected. Uh, More recently, We've been trying to put artificial intelligence on board the spacecraft to help them make better decisions. For example, for the Mars 2020 rover, uh, there will be a scheduler on board that will help the rover to figure out how to adjust the plan if the rover finishes activities early or other activities run long, it can adjust the rest of the plan to operate correctly. So perhaps you could provide us with an overview of some of the other practical applications of artificial intelligence by NASA. Absolutely. So there are quite a few applications uh, at NASA, and they all have parallels in the business world. So NASA has a tremendous challenge with immense amounts of data that are required by spacecraft or even by ground instruments such as optical telescope or radio telescope. And one of the big applications of AI at NASA is to deal with these tremendous amounts of data. For example, there's a system called VFaster that processes literally millions of hits in radio astronomy data that happen in every 24-hour period and triages them to present the most interesting scientific events to the scientists. Uh, There's also the same kind of application going on in visual astronomy where we might detect supernova or meteorites or different kinds of uh, visual uh, science events that would help scientists to understand what's going on at faraway galaxies. And there's more direct applications, such as helping the scientists to index the data. There's a system called Deep Mars, which learns different categories of Mars geology features such as Swiss cheese or dark slope streets that scientists can search for these kinds of features and immediately find the relevant science data. So you're assessing and analyzing huge quantities of data. How are you then utilizing that in NASA? Well, NASA is all about generating scientific knowledge. It's about understanding 
the universe that we live in, understanding the planet that we live in, uh, how did they form, uh, increasing our scientific knowledge. So all of these ways we use AI are to further humanity's scientific knowledge. So when we make these spacecraft smarter, we are trying to help the missions to return the most important data, to return the best data so the scientists can learn the most. And when we deploy artificial intelligence to help the scientists interpret the data, we're helping them to form their scientific theories about how the universe evolved, how Earth evolved, how life on the Earth evolved, and how the ecosystem on Earth works. And in terms of future projects that are planned at NASA, what are you most excited about? And as you look ahead, how do you expect NASA to utilize AI? So I'm most excited by how AI can revolutionize space missions. It can enable an entirely new class of missions where we don't pre-design and micromanage the spacecraft. Uh, A great example of this is when we worked with the European Space Agency on the Rosetta Orbiter, it it had to decide what observations to take weeks or sometimes even a month or more in advance. We want future missions to Comet to track the dynamic science events, the plumes forming, and take measurements specifically of the plumes that will enable the scientists to better understand how comets work. We want to fly a mission uh, to some of these interstellar comets or interstellar visitors that have come into our solar system and observe them as they fly by at tremendous velocities of 40 kilometers to even more to 80 kilometers per second. And those are missions that we can only fly with a spacecraft uh, responding on its own because the distances and, and, and signal transmission times are too great. And of course, the greatest mission for NASA is to find life beyond the planet Earth. Uh, we now believe that there may be life harbored in the sub-ice ocean of Europa, which is one of the moons of Jupiter, to get there and to explore requires artificial intelligence because we can't send humans there with the kind of technologies that we have, and that submersible to hunt for life would have to, uh, would have to be completely independent. It would have to go and explore and then sort of come part of the way back and tell us what it saw. Now, AI is a phenomenon to which very few businesses will be immune. But in general, and based on your experience, where do you think the biggest potential for AI in business exists? I think the most obvious applications are to enable humans to deal with incredibly large amounts of data, uh, such as some of the astronomy examples that I gave. Uh, the, the, The world is producing such unbelievable amounts of data Uh, in all kinds of forms just because the world is becoming more digitized and online. And humans, you know, can only deal with so much data. And so in the near future, uh, humans working with AI uh, is the way that we're going to see the greatest impact in dealing with these incredibly large data sets. We need to understand where things are, how they relate to each other, and how to transport them. If you think about a commercial company like DHL or UPS or FedEx, they're tracking millions of objects and and transporting them all around the world. And as the world becomes more interconnected, uh, dealing with that 
supply chain or logistics is also an incredibly challenging portion of where AI is, is in use and can help. Elon Musk is doing some amazing work with SpaceX and, of course, Richard Branson, likewise, has major plans for Virgin Galactic. What are your thoughts on both of those particular projects? Well, I think that all of the different players in the space industry have a role to play. I think that uh, the national agencies have a have the greatest history, uh, and even the international agencies like the European Space Agency have a tremendous history and track record at doing incredible things in space, and they continue to push the forefront in particular areas. I think the uh, large uh, aerospace companies also have a great role to play, uh, both at disrupting and in changing certain things. And then there's a growing set of new space companies, you know, much smaller companies that are doing quite innovative things. And I think for the industry to have a vibrant ecosystem with all of those players participating, contributing is the is the clear way forward uh, so that we can we can really democratize space and enable uh, the many spin-offs and applications to help humanity as well as the longer-term scientific knowledge. Now, you recently visited Ireland and spoke at the National Analytics Summit. What was your key message on the day, Steve? Well, the key message that I was presenting was that AI is has been in use at NASA for decades now uh, and has specifically at JPL had two uh, extremely huge applications. One is, again, to the processing of large amounts of data, such as scientific data streams and indexing knowledge using machine learning. Uh, and the other is scheduling for space missions and operating space missions. Uh, and that's both literally in the operations of many space missions uh, on the ground and in the future and in the past on board the spacecraft, uh, and that the future is even brighter. Uh, no matter how many uh, positive applications we've had, uh, we are still only scratching the surface, and we need to move that forward. And one of the themes that I was very encouraged by is that many of the problems that we're looking at are very similar to the problems that people are looking at in business. Not exactly the same, but there's also room for some very productive interchange between uh, between some of the techniques we use in the space industry and traditional industry. Now, of course, artificial intelligence is a very abused term. So in order for an organization to effectively complete AI projects, what advice would you give them to do so? That's a very good question. Uh, It's quite challenging to infuse AI into operational processes. And one of the things that we have found very successful at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and also uh, within my group is that there has to be a very tight fusion between the implementers, the operators, and the technologists. And and what do I mean by this? In the space industry, the the operators are the operations personnel, the people who on a day-to-day basis are flying the spacecraft and figuring out what the spacecraft needs to do. The implementers are the software engineers that are designing either the ground software or the flight software. And the AI technologists are the people who know the particular AI technologies. And all three of these groups need to work together very closely. Otherwise, you will end up with an implementation that uh, is is not appropriate, or you'll end up with an operations flow uh, that is is not going to work. 
And we've found the most effective way to do this is to rotate people through all three of these roles. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Steve Chen from NASA, and I would like to thank Steve for taking time out of his busy schedule to join us on this morning's programme. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.